Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? It is the Rights of Bros here. So we are answering some questions that people are sending in. We're getting a lot more these days. I guess everybody is, uh, you know, quarantined at home and they have some extra time, uh, which is cool. So they're sending in questions, which is a lot of fun for us to answer. So today's question that we're going to be answering is, how do we go about analyzing a real estate opportunity? You know, in um. In, in all aspects and looking at the numbers, looking at the property, the location, how do we go about analyzing that opportunity uh, so we can help ourselves and our clients you know, build some massive wealth in real estate. So Matt, I'm gonna pass it off to you. How do you go about analyzing uh, a real estate opportunity? That's a great question. And I think you know, different people are gonna have different uh, you know, takes on how to look at an opportunity. And I think ours is, it's pretty in line with that. I do think it's a little bit unique in the sense that, you know, when you're looking at an opportunity, obviously you have you have the numbers, which is a big which is a big thing. Um, you know, making sure that all the numbers make sense. Now, before I even get into the numbers uh, with an opportunity, I think the main main thing is I'm looking out for right off the hop is is this a location that is good is going to attract a good quality tenant and something we always ask ourselves when looking at an opportunity is could I actually live here myself right and I know we right. all, all like any properties that we bought and you know with with investors too is could I live there not would I actually live there but could I live there so in a in an off chance that um, you know that I actually did have to move into that property I would actually be happy doing that. So I'm buying a property that I would actually live in, which therefore is going to attract tenants who are like me. And I like to think that I'm a pretty good person. So right off the hop, you're automatically, um, you know, sort of creating an, uh, creating a situation where you're going to be getting a good tenant. And that's looking at the location. Mm-hmm. Um, is this location something that's going to be able to provide everything that I'm looking for? And also keeping in mind that for, for tenants as well, but just thinking about it from your perspective of could I actually live here, um, like location wise, layout wise, um, finish wise, and then you're naturally going to attract kind of yourself as a tenant, which I think for most Mm -hmm. of our viewers, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be attracting a good quality tenant. Right. And then. Right. I think that that goes above everything. And then once that makes sense and I can get a, okay, I could actually live there. It's a good location, a good quality, uh, property. Then I start looking at the numbers and then I go, okay, you know, <clears throat> what, uh, what's going on in the market in that area? Is this property priced according to what it's actually worth? I think a lot of people get caught up Um, with a lot of the reading and saying, well, I have to get a property, you know, 10% below market value or 20% below market value. And I can agree with that. And at the same time, I think a lot of that information is coming from a different market. I know there's a lot of 
um, a lot of the, the books, you know, it's coming from, um, you know, people in the States and it's like w when you look at the Kitchener Waterloo market, which is where we are and our properties are and our, our, a lot of our clients as well, you kind of have to look at it a little bit differently because I, I think there's nothing wrong with buying a property for market value, even a little bit more to be mm -hmm. honest, because with everything that's going on in Kitchener Waterloo, it's incredibly challenging, especially with the way the market is lately to be able to get something below market value. It's just not going to happen. You're going to say, okay, well I need to get, you know, 10% below market value. I'm going to do all these offers and then, you know, months and months and months are going to pass by until you can actually get something because it's right. be, because it's quite competitive. So I, I actually don't, if, if a property is worth 500,000, I have no issue paying 500,000 for it as long as the numbers make sense. So yeah, looking at the purchase price and going, okay, what's going on in the market? <clears throat> and then um, looking at, and we have a fairly good idea too what a property is gonna be able to get for rent, um, but you know, reaching out to a property manager that we work with um, to get an idea, just to make sure that our figures are correct, uh, what a property could rent for, if it's already rented, um, you know, figuring out because typically it's probably going to be below what it could be getting for rent. So what could it actually be getting for rent? Um, and then, yeah, like d depending on the style of, of the property, if it's a single family property, is there already a tenant there? Are they, are, are they planning to stay? What's the situation? Um, looking at, is there opportunity to potentially add value to the property? Um, whether it's through zoning and adding another unit or um, say the tenant for example is planning on leaving well can I put uh, investment into the property via renovations and make it more appealing to be able to potentially increase the rent that you can get and um, because I mean at the end of the day your tenants are your customers right you want to treat them well and this all kind of ties back in together with getting yourself as a tenant essentially um, your, your tenants, your customer, right? And you're, you're providing, um, you're providing housing for them and they're helping you pay off your mortgage. It's, it's like a synergistic relationship where, you know, you're right. both, you could both benefit each other. And, um, so yeah, I would say first thing, if you're looking at a, a, a potential investment property, I like to think could I actually live there. And I, mm -hmm. I, I do also want to add that I like to invest in in my backyard if I can. Um, I understand a lot of a lot of markets, especially as you head towards GTA. It's kind of hard to buy a property and like not lose five hundred dollars a month on an investment property. Like if you want to buy a condo in Toronto or something. Right. So sometimes right. you do have to get in your car and drive an hour up a highway and and find another market. But I think. If you can invest in your area, that that is that is going to be best um, because then you can yeah. actually go and touch and feel that <clears throat> property. Now, again, I understand sometimes you do have to go outside of that. So investing in your area, and then like just as an added bonus there too is like you know what's going on in your area, right? Right. And if you're going to go invest in like Detroit or something. It's like, yeah, if you spent a bunch of time in Detroit and you know what's going on there, then that can make sense because I know real estate's really cheap there. 
So it's like that that can make sense, but do you really understand it? Do you really know it? I grew up in Kitchener Waterloo right. and we've been working in this area like real estate wise for over five years. It's like we you, you, like you really grow to understand what's actually going on um, and the diversity yeah, that we have sure. going on here. So I think, yeah, like could I could I actually live there? Um, and the reason for that is making sure you're going to get a really good quality tenant. And then looking at the numbers, making sure that you're going to be able to obviously get enough rent to uh, cover all of your expenses. As as an added caveat, I know Jeff talks about this a lot. Um, it's okay to lose a little bit of money on your monthly cash flow. Not every property has to be positive cash flow. I know that's like the golden rule, and part of me actually agrees with that. And then part of me also thinks when you're in a when you're in a solid market um real estate values tend to increase over time and so do rents so if you're in a situation where you're losing $50 a month in you right. know 5 10 years as tenants turn over rents sort of naturally tend to increase so likely that will actually cover for it um and also when you take into account um how much of your mortgage is actually getting paid down each year. A lot of times right. it, it actually covers itself and you're actually still making money. So just to add on that, if you're losing $50 a month on a property and that's going to significantly impact your finances, then don't do it. But if you can afford to put $50 yeah, into a property, that. yeah, if you can afford yeah. it because $50 a month, that's $600 a year, your mortgage is probably getting paid down quite a lot more than that in the first year. So let's say your mortgage is getting paid down like four grand or five grand in the first year, you had to put six hundred dollars in to achieve that. Okay, yeah. you just you just made whatever thirty four hundred or forty four hundred, um, yeah. depending on the numbers on paper plus whatever potential appreciation you get. And I always ac account for appreciation as the cherry on top. I, it's mm -hmm. it's it's not a guarantee, right? So that's that's like an added bonus. I don't. I, I, I don't count on that at all. I always assume that a property is mm -hmm. going to be worth the exact same amount in 20 years. And what you're going for is you're getting your mortgage pay down, which is, which is the huge wealth builder over time with real estate is that somebody else is yeah. paying down your mortgage and that just compounds over time. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my thoughts on it. Uh, I, I think I covered everything. Yeah, I know. That was really good. Yeah. That was, you pretty much, uh, you went on for like eight minutes there, answered that question or nine or 10 minutes. So that was awesome. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a lot of detail there for, you know, everybody that's listening. So if you have any more questions, um, let us know about this because yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important, it's an important concept. We definitely, um, or an important topic. We definitely have a bit of a different way of going about it with, you know, like you mentioned right at the beginning and, you know, you talked about a few times how it's, it's, we always ask ourselves the question, could we live here? What quality attendant are we going to get? Um, and it's, and then, and then going and looking at the numbers and making sure that numbers make sense. Um, but that's definitely, you know, the way we tell investors that that is a big part of our strategy. A lot of them kind of look at us and go, huh? Because, you know, numbers can look really good on paper, right? You can be looking at this awesome opportunity in a different market that you're unfamiliar with or whatever the case is and cash flow looks great. But then when you get there and you start to realize, okay, 
do I want to be invested in a property like this because of the, you know, the residents there? It's, 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 everybody's created equal, right? But it's also, you know, there, there is a big difference in tenants, right? So, you know, and we always look at it too, just to kind of, you know, wrap this up is, you know, a lot of the issues, a lot of the calls that we get from investors within our network, within our club, investors we work with, you know, a lot of the times when they're calling us over to potentially talk about selling a property of theirs is because that property is having, you know, is giving them headaches mm. because of tenant issues, because upstairs doesn't get along with downstairs or whatever, whatever, you know, there's dozens and dozens of, you know, of reasons. And a lot of it happens because of tenant issues. But if they just bought a, you know, a good property in a better area or, you know, they chose a better tenant, a lot of those issues would just be non-existent and you wouldn't even be having this conversation about selling, right? Because we know holding over the long term is going to be where that wealth is at. So anyways, we're going to wrap up this episode. Like we said, if you have questions, send, send them in. We're happy to answer them. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace out.